Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to 2023. Depending on where you are in the world and what time it is when you're tuning in, this is Perrin Desports, and I'm your host for the Group Practice Accelerator podcast from Polaris Healthcare Partners. If you're an entrepreneurial dentist or other healthcare provider, and you're interested in building a successful group practice, you found your primary resource for some of the industry's best business education. My partner, DeWalker Sinha, and I have decades of experience helping people just like you launch, scale, and ultimately exit successful group practices. In short, we create clarity, confidence, and results. Well, welcome everyone to season three episode number one for 2023 of the group practice accelerator podcast an episode we are calling preparing to exit in 2023 and when i say we you know that means i'm going to be joined behind the microphones by my partner dewalker sinha that's right we're bringing him back this is a fresh outlook on 2023 and i think a pretty compelling episode so get your pad and pen ready going to give you a lot of things to think about. Brew another cup of that wonderful meal of coffee. The Group Practice Accelerator podcast is on the air. Welcome, everybody, once again to the Group Practice Accelerator podcast. I am your host, Perrin Desports. I'm joined today by my co-founding partner here at Polaris, DeWalker Sinha. It's been a little while since we had DeWalker behind the mic. Suffice to say, he's been working, been pretty busy as of late, but this is going to be a pretty fun episode for us because we get to talk about sell-side advisory, the exit process, valuations, and a whole lot of other things on today's episode and the next several episodes. DeWalker, do you want to say hello to our colleagues, friends, family, and everybody else in the audience? Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Hope everyone had a great holiday. Thanks to be here. Yeah, this is going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. We uh, have had a pretty remarkable year overall uh, in 2022 for the business. It's been a, a great year in all facets of the business. Uh, and one aspect of Polaris that we haven't talked about maybe in a little while at least uh, is the exit process and the way that we work with clients uh, in a sell-side advisory role. So as we rolled up the year, um, we started, as you would well imagine, we started taking a look at a lot of data, a lot of statistics, a lot of numbers, uh, and kind of peel back the layers of the onion. And some of the interesting things that that we found were that when we looked back uh, on all the clients we'd represented in a sell side capacity, uh, where their advisor in the exit process, uh, we came back with an average multiple, average transaction multiple of over 9.1 times EBITDA over 9.1 times. Uh, And when we used more of a weighted average aspect, we had some larger transactions, some mid to smaller transactions. When we used a weighted average, we came out with something approaching a nine and a half times EBITDA multiple. That's a pretty solid uh, return for, for our clients. And so we dug a little bit deeper into the numbers. And when we started looking at the value, the dollar amount of the transactions that we were able to help our clients generate. And we compared them against the number set out in the letter of intent. We returned a 98% 98 accuracy rating between the number that was specified in the LOI and where the transaction ultimately ended up. That is um, 
pretty damn good forecasting and a lot of hard work predominantly by DeWalker and our data and analytics team. Um, but there are a number of advisors in the marketplace that throw out uh, a large number for both the client and the buy side, knowing that they're only going to net 70 to 80% of that number. We think that that kind of creates a bit of a uh, an underwhelming process and some level of disillusionment, both for the buy side as well as uh, on the client side. The fact that we're able to hit 98% of a, an LOI number in a transaction is, is quite remarkable. So DeWalker, let's start today's conversation around that. How do we look at transactions, multiples? What makes you and the data and analytics team so good at being able to live to deliver such a high multiple for our clients, but also such an accurate forecast for both our clients and the buy side? You want to dig into that for us? Uh, sure. So I think, you know, as we, you know, one of the things I would just state in, in, in this podcast is, you know, as as people are thinking about you know your journey in 2023, looking back at 2022, <clears throat> and since our inception, you know we've always focused on structure, and we've talked about the value adds uh, that we're able to provide <clears throat> that are not in the economic aspect. Uh, we are taking this podcast to kind of recognize the economic value we're able to bring to our clients through our process. So I think that one of the key takeaways out of this that I would want people to take is. You know, when you engage Polaris, you know, we were able to deliver um, uh, top of the market valuation. Um, and that's, you know, reflective in our uh, two data points, collectively three data points out there. <clears throat> we still want to focus on, you know, structure. I mean, I think as we go into 2023, uh, we'll go into the next few podcasts on the economic aspects that are going to impact valuation, buy side positions, sell side positions uh, that may impact, uh, sell, you know, valuations overall in the market. But, you know, when we go into a transaction, you know, some of you might have called me in 2022 and, you know, some of the clients that have done transactions with us will historically say that we are in our engagement with the client, uh, in our communication with the client, our prospect prospective client. We are um, deliberative, conservative, uh, thoughtful about the relationship, and we try to be on the conservative end when we're engaging a client. We try not to overpromise a client on the valuation that we can deliver for them or that they may expect in the market. I think that's important because uh, I think we want to go into a relationship um, and in a level set that there's a lot of variabilities that happen where a sell side firm like us are able to manage the process. Um, and so when we go into the transaction, um, you know, even though we're conservative, it does not mean you know we have the data set now. Uh, does not mean that you're not going to get the best valuation in the market. It just means we want to have a, a real conversation about what the journey looks like. And as we go through it, I mean, I think, uh, I, mean, I think in, in our previous podcast, middle of last year, I talked about, you know, one of the most common frustrations of clients that engage Polaris is that it it takes our DNA team a very long time to take the deal to market. And the reason for that is that we focus on getting our numbers right. Um, in, in the process. And you know, because of that, we're able to forecast where we think the deal will transact, uh, working with our, our uh, buy side partners and be able to deliver that with fairly high accuracy. Now, there's a lot of things that we do at different levels of EBITDA. Uh, we've talked about quality of earnings and when that's applicable uh, or may or may not be applicable in a deal. And we work with our clients to you know work on those uh, uh, issues in the deal. But I think the 
one of the things on a negotiating point that we focus on um, is is we're probably a firm negotiator. If people would say, you know, describe how you negotiate or how a deal flow happens, uh, we would say we're a firm negotiator. So there's a few schools of thoughts, and I'm not discounting one or the other. I'm just walking, you know, the audience members through how we view things in a in a process. <clears throat> So let's say a transaction uh, comes to market, um, and if the true market value or uh, realistic value of the transactions eight dollars, some firms out there might you know go in at the position of ten dollars, uh, knowing that over the process that deal is going to probably fall down to eight dollars, um, and I think that's you know probably not genuine or sincere in the process that you know the buy side is coming into looking at the deal, not understanding if um, they can make the deal work. You know, it sets the uh, the relationship as a disadvantage. And same thing from a client's lens. If their expectations were ten dollars, and the deal ends up closing, or LOI is coming at lower, or QV comes in and readjusts the price, all those aspects can impact the deal flow from start to finish. And I think you know, uh, overall, there is some level of valuation attrition through the process. So what we've done is instead of going in and saying the valuations were a deal's probably worth ten dollars, you know, we just go in to both our client and the market and say it's eight dollars, and we stay at eight dollars. So we're you know going into that process, and when we talk about you know retaining our value uh, from start to finish, uh, we're able to do that because we have a very good lay of the land of what the deal should bear, how to structure the deal, what's impactful to our clients what's impactful to the buy side and understanding the both sides of a deal spectrum. Um, you know, we're able to go in the right value from the beginning um, and be able to deliver that from start to finish. And I think if you guys have listened to the previous podcast, you know, we have talked about on those smaller deals, um, smaller deals, meaning anywhere from $3 million to $10 million transaction value. They take about four to six months, uh, might take a little longer. Um, uh, depending on the uh, the uh, structure of the deal, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, once you exceed about ten million dollars in enterprise value, they can take anywhere from six to nine months, might even be twelve months. Um, but the reason we kind of lay out that time process to all of our prospective clients or clients early on is we want to again be able to deliver what we're saying from start to finish, and if we can, you know, outperform any expectation we've laid out to to our clients. Um, then we want to be able to do that. So I think we try to be very deliberative, thoughtful of the relationship, of the trust that uh, any pros- uh, prospect client is going to be uh, uh, trusting us with that we want to be able to outperform that. Yeah, I think that's that's very well said. And we um, unfortunately had several uh, calls over the course of the last 12 months from, uh, you know, clients, former clients and, and people we've known in, in the industry um, that talked to us about uh, representing them ultimately ended up going with a, a different firm um, because they felt like the other firm uh, assured them that they could get a larger transaction value, larger amount than than what we've, uh, than what our gut said that trade would probably go off at. Um, several of them came back, unfortunately, and reported to us that not only did the trade not go off at the um, uh, other advisors' uh, speculated number, it didn't go off at all. And and you know I think that creates a bad experience um, 
it obviously creates a bad experience for people that are entertaining the prospect of selling their life's work. You know, that's a really emotional uh, type of a transaction. It's an emotional process to go through uh, when you work up to that point and you've committed to, to going forward with selling your life's work to have it not play out or to have it underperform. Um, it creates a level of disillusionment and, and that's unfortunate. Um, but that's, you know, when you're dealing with a, a firm that's a sell side representative only, those men and women get paid to do transactions. And if they don't get the transaction done, then they don't generate any income for themselves in the business. It's a very boom or bust type of a cycle, um, much akin to like commercial or residential real estate might be. You're only as good as your last sale from an advisor standpoint. And that's something that from the onset, we really wanted to build our business differently to, to um, ensure against some of that desperation mentality uh, on our end. So let's take a quick second here and, and talk about uh, the way we work with and the different ways we might look at potential clients. And, and specifically, if somebody comes to us and, and says, okay, I think I'm ready to go to market, we start to take a look at some of the numbers and we think, well, based on what your expectations are, you know, where the business constituted right now, that might be a difficult transaction, or is it better to work in some type of a consulting capacity for 12 months to try to create greater volumes of EBITDA, clean up some low hanging fruit and create a larger transaction, you know, a year to two years down the road. Do you want to maybe take a, uh, take a pass at, uh, sort of the nature of our business relative to what a client wants upon exit when they come to us? Sure. <clears throat> so I think it's important to kind of look at our overall services. Um, so we do, you know, discovery day uh, 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 sessions with our clients that are thinking about building a group practice and understanding what that may or may not mean to them and help, and help them understand those aspects. We obviously do a lot of strategic consulting uh, which is more on an advisor basis, uh, working as an executive coach, working with the client to kind of define their two to three year plan. We have a fractional COO service or more integrated into the operations team and helping groups you know, execute on their strategy from an external internal advisor position. Um, and then obviously we do capital services and sell side advisory. But one of the things we are bringing on to help people understand is really, you know, doing an exit planning session, very similar to our discovery day. It's a, you know, one day session, you know, with Polaris to help understand, okay, where are you today? You know, and where are you trying to be on a structure basis, lifestyle basis, economic basis, um, on your value system, kind of really, you know, take a moment to understand what your value systems are uh, to make sure that, you know, whatever that time frame for an exit is, it meets your needs. In fact, a uh, you know, significant amount of our consulting clients that are with Polaris, uh, they're, they're looking at an exit planning in one to five years, right? And the reason for that is you know, they haven't reached their personal goals. Uh, they haven't reached their economic goals. And I, I separate those things, personal and economic, because I think uh, it's important to understand you know, what is driving you to that outcome and what is the journey you're looking for. Um, and I kind of, again, if you look at our overall statistics on valuation, uh, just average multiple weighted valuation, um, it's reflective of aligning people's value systems with the right partner. 
Uh, and that's that's different. We're not driving economic value first. Uh, I think you look at the statistics and realize we're on the top end of the spectrum as far as delivering economic outcomes. Uh, but we're, our main focus with our client is to make sure that the value systems uh, and their vision and their mission and their purpose are aligned with the right buyer. Um, and the reason we focus on that <clears throat> is I always look at you know any of our clients um, uh, um, that are engaging us for consulting or sell side or you know any of our services is they're 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 looking for some kind of an outcome, right? And in sell side, let's be candid, economic outcomes are very important and are relevant. And I think in a in a in a sell side process, if they're going to join a strategic DSO or go for an initial investment uh, from a private equity firm, the two, two the two days that you are validated or you feel amazing about are the days you get the initial wire, right? The transaction happens, uh, working through a sell side process, and you get the initial wire and you feel validated for the success of the business you've built. And then you go into a, an undefined period into a partnership. And then you have the second bite of the apple that you know, we focus on. And the second wire hits. And those things, those two days should be amazing. And you know, we're gonna make sure that those two days are very meaningful to you with the right partner. And you'll, you know, you get to work with that partner to make sure those are those days are meaningful also. But between the first wire and the second wire, that's what we focus on. To really understand that what is that partnership gonna mean to our clients? Um, do they uh, uh, and and what is the uh, the outcome they want out of that partnership, right? So um, we focus a lot on those things and and try to line those up. So when we do our exit planning sessions that were starting to launch in uh, 2023, we were focusing on them. We're focusing on, you know, what is the number you're looking for? Why is the number? What does the journey look like for you? If you're ready to go to market in 2023, or if you're ready to go to market in subsequent years, because now is not the right time, what does that need to be? And 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 guiding those uh, uh, clients through that journey and through that process. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think it's really important to to take a second on this because we've already got a couple of people on the schedule who are coming to, to Charlotte to spend a day with you to to kind of go through this. And people in the audience are probably in, let's just say two different camps here. Uh, some, there, there are a handful who are who think they are ready to go to market in 2023 and they have every intent to do so. Um, and then there are others who see a, a potential exit process of being, I don't know, five years out. It's, it's over the horizon, right? They got some, some business building left to do before they're at a, a level where it'll create the, uh, where a transaction would create the value that they, they would desire out of the business. So I think in both instances, um, a, a one day session with an advisor with you, like you, is immensely valuable for a couple of reasons. Let, let's take them apart real quick. So let's say that you're in the former camp and you're 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 pretty much committed. You're intending to go to market in 2023 because you're fairly confident your business will fetch whatever the dollar figure is uh, and the outcome that you want. Going back to our accuracy rating around 98% of the value of the, the LOIs compiled. I think before you commit to working with an advisor around what you think your transaction value will be, it might be a good idea just to spend a day, I say a day, it's really about a half a day with somebody 
um, and go through the business kind of soup to nuts. You know, uh, just what's what is your retirement planning scenario? How how well off off are you in terms of assets and liabilities? What's your present income versus expense ratio? Um, what do you need to get out of the transaction in cash and equity? What do you want to get out of the transaction in terms of cash and equity? What does life after the transaction look like for you? Are you going to stay on or are you going to exit uh, altogether? I mean, um, what are some of the other areas of potential low-hanging fruit to clean up? And, and would an advisor be able to give you some level of clarity around your perceived uh, and desired value of the transaction versus where you stand right now without going into full-blown analysis and involving data and analytics and everything like that you know what what's the gut level assessment of where the business is right now and what you think you need to generate for your personal outcomes and can we connect the dots if it's a yes then it corroborates your intentions to go to market in 2023 if it's a yeah, but, or a maybe, or a no, I, I think you're better off learning that in a one-day session before you commit fully to the process and have a have a process that does not yield the outcome you intend. So I think it's prudent to say, okay, before we commit wholesale, full scale to this, let's just get a second set of eyes to, to validate our assumptions on the exit process of the business. And you probably spending a day with us, you start to see how we think about things. We're probably going to challenge some of your assumptions. Um, if, if for nothing more, it's going to give you confidence to go forward with it. If it does give you some reason to, to pump the brakes and pause, it, it'd probably be worth it to find that out before you're committed to the process, because then it gets really costly and, and emotionally challenging to get out from under it. The flip side to that, that I just sort of alluded to was somebody that says, Hey, I'm probably going to go to market. I probably got to wait to go to market for another four to five years because I got some business building and some EBITDA generation to get to before I can reliably get to a transaction value that would be worth the while. Um, that's probably true. That being said, a day with an advisor, like we're talking about here in an exit planning session, might be worth it to figure out just how far away you truly are. You might be closer than you think. You might be further away than you think. And working with an advisor on a, a, a day together um, can be really valuable to really understand the true time frame and the gap around which it's going to take you to, to fill in and cover before you go to market. I, I go back to a couple of the people we've had on the podcast. Um, one of them being Ernie McDowell, the walker that you, you worked with really closely in a consulting capacity, kind of took them through, took Ernie through that process around exit and said, Hey, you know, I, I don't think you're two years away anymore. I, I think you're kind of there now. And the the transaction was immensely beneficial to him. And, and he saw that he had multiple years ahead before he would even enter into a process, whereas we're able to get him into that process to find the right partner for him that yielded the transaction. And he didn't have to wait for a couple of years. So that was immensely valuable to, to Ernie in that context. Do you want to maybe just sort of talk through from your lens, since you lead most of these, that, that exit planning session kind of 
kind of delve a little bit deeper into some of the things that I was just alluding to there and, and how you are able to spend time with clients to achieve uh, clarity around what their objectives should be? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just looking at, you know, or any situations or any client, you know, I think our approach is uh, um, uh, across the board the same is to understand what are their, first of all, economic goals, right? I mean, I think everybody needs some level of an economic security coming out of a transaction, um, you know, and, and what that means to them. And I think <clears throat> we're able to identify early in the process what that goal for, for Ernie was, but we're able to do that for all of our consulting clients and say, hey, here, here's the number we think you need based on uh, your life expenditure, your financial planning needs. Um, and we do a lot of that here. We work with CFPs to uh, make sure there's good wealth management strategy. But a lot of it is to, because we do a lot of lending uh, uh, within Polaris or sourcing of lending for lower middle market, middle market, you know, we're able to understand balance sheets of our clients, understanding their um, our living expense, living needs, um, personal expenditures, and, and translate all that data from, okay, here's what our client's doing right now. Here's what you know, positions our clients to be in a um, in a much better cash flow position coming out of the deal. And here's what our client needs out of a financial outcome. We're able to put some data behind it. It's not just somebody saying to us, well, I need 5 million or 15 million or 50 million. Now, you know, you know, whenever somebody says that to us, oh, okay, I need 50 million. My question always is why, right? Some of you might say, well, that's a lot of money. How would you come up to that solution? And I would candidly say there's, you know, some of the calls we're having where our prospects are talking about transaction values of 30 to $50 million net. And those would mean a, a overall enterprise value well in exceeding of the $50 million. You know, we want to be able to understand why they're looking for that need. And can at least some of them, yes, maybe inflated, but most of our prospects that are calling or clients are calling around that economic value have a real reason why they need that value. So we're able to kind of go into that, understand their needs. And then when they're at that need, um, <clears throat> tell them you're at your point. Let's do it, right? And and you know show them the data of why. Um, we will do that very successfully with Ernie, but we're able to do that successfully with other clients as well, where we can show them, okay, here's your goal. Here's what you outlined with us, or uh, one outline with us. This process delivers that outcome for you. Let's let's do it. Um, you know, let's move forward with that process. And if the client still wants to stay in a consulting or other product relationship, we're fine with that. But I, I think it's really important for us to be able to be sincere with the client. When we realize there's a trigger point for them, be able to tell them, like, this is the moment. You know, we have the buyer. Uh, and we get, you know, um, Perrin, as you know, from your conversations as well, we get solicited by a strategic or private equity firm, you know, constantly. Um, so as you, as we go through different, uh, podcast series over the next, you know, 30, 45 days, we're going to talk about some of those things, upcoming opportunities that are happening, um, that, you know, Polaris is able to see going into 2023 and how the markets will uh, more than likely fluctuate as we go into 2023 for, further on into 2023. So I think, you know, the exit planning session with us is very meaningful on an economic basis, which kind of give you a trigger point but also on the non-economic issues uh, that are impactful when you are thinking about going through a process. Yeah, I, let's, uh, let's be really clear with the audience. We're not certified financial planners, <laughs> okay? I mean, we're not, we're, that's, that's not what we're all about, at least not yet. Um, but 
you know, for those that work with plan certified financial planners, they probably have a, a solid forecast in hand. And those that don't, that may be a wrinkle to it. But th- this again is a little bit more of the holistic view of the way we approach uh, prospective clients in any way, shape, manner, or form. Um, other firms that are exclusively consulting or exclusively sell side advisory tend to to look at this as more of a binary approach. It's a it's a scale versus sale aspect, and and they can't take the the comprehensive approach that we tend to take with clients to really try to understand what their needs are, what their desires are, and and where they are presently. Uh, versus where they want to be in some period of time. So our ability to to kind of look at both sides of the same coin simultaneously allows us a bit more objectivity, and hopefully it allows us to give greater guidance or more actionable guidance uh, to the people that come and, and spend a day with us. Like I say, we've got um, you know a handful of uh, days already booked into January. Uh, and and those are not set days. If you want to if you want to book a day with the Walker or learn more about it, um, we'll link to uh, 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 a hyperlink in the show notes where you can book a call directly with the Walker and talk through an exit planning session. Uh, it could be just a what if type of a call, uh, which we would encourage you to make, obviously, or it may be something where yeah, you know what, I, I need to I need to push pause. I need to pump the brakes for a sec. Probably get to Charlotte, spend a day, get some clarity around it. And, and really sort of, you know, regalvanize my efforts in the in the coming months to whatever the outcome is that I, that I so choose. Um, and those are the, those days are ultimately a lot of fun. There's also a reason that we do it one on one with the client and not in a group setting. The reason we do it one on one with the client is to make it more impactful and unique to them and their needs and allow the client to ask anything they want, no matter how dumb they think the question is or or ill-informed or, or wrong assumption or anything like that. Everything is above board. We would encourage you to, to ask that unencumbered in that day together. So they're immensely beneficial and impactful. We have one called Discovery Day that's for those that are looking to build a group and they don't know what they don't know. And the exit planning session is for those that are looking to potentially sell a group and they don't know what they don't know. So they're equally impactful in two completely different ways, um, but we love doing them. So um, that is an option. Like I say, we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, Good podcast today, my friend. Any concluding thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, Yes, I mean, I think as, you know, people are looking at 2023, 2022 was a good year in the M&A space overall. You know, obviously there's market forces happening you know, in uh, Q1, Q2, about uh, some kind of economic downturn, we've seen some level of consumer spending go down. Um, you know, uh, overall, you know, there is less supply of transactions in the space overall, but I think the demand is the same. So I think as uh, uh, people are thinking about, hey, is 2023 the right time? Uh, I kind of go back to the first thing that we've we've focused on since inception of Polaris, you know, you know, uh, engage us when you're ready to have a partner. Okay, so I think that's the always the right answer. When you're ready to have a partner, engage us. Um, if you're not sure if you're ready to have a partner, you would like to understand the whys and what that may look like. Let's do an exit planning day with us. Um, but I do think you know, uh, as the market forces are happening in 2023, 
um, if you're ready and, and you're looking for a good partner, as we've kind of started off the show, the first uh, 30 seconds or a minute of it, you know, we, you know, the, as far as valuation wise, I think we're able to deliver top of the spectrum. Yep. Really, really good comments and a great note to, to finish on. Uh, in the coming episodes, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into uh, some of the questions we always get around uh, exit strategy and sell side multiples. Do you, do you see in a rising rate environment, do you see multiples going down? Do you think we've, have I missed the window on uh, selling a business uh, or, or am I safe for a little while? What about differences in where the um, strategics, enterprise level DSOs are versus uh, private equity groups and their uh, interest in in entering into the dental space. We're going to dig into all of that in the in the coming episode. So there'll be a lot more meat on the bone, a lot more things for our audience to consider. But I think this is a, a really good starting point as we enter into 2023. We're obviously extremely positive uh, about the outlook for the profession of dentistry overall. We are also extremely positive um, about the um, growth prospects for groups, and we're very uh, positive around valuation multiples around exit strategy. So hopefully you've gleaned that in today's episode. Like I say, there'll be more to come. And if you're interested in booking a date with DeWalker here in Charlotte, we will link to all of that in the show notes. Stick around. I'll be right back with some additional thoughts and to wrap up the show. Well, I hope everybody found that discussion with DeWalker to be enlightening and thought-provoking at some level. Um, we constantly get uh, asked questions around valuation, multiples, state of the market, all that kind of good stuff. And and hopefully that gave you a little bit of insight into the way we we see things. And like I, I prefaced in there, um, you'll you'll get more in, in upcoming episodes for sure. Before we wrap up today, I want to share a couple of things. Uh, one uh, is a reminder on save the date. There will be some information forthcoming, depending on when this episode drops. It may be even included in the email or in the show notes on it. But uh, we are going to be hosting um, an event uh, in Florida, May 10th through 12th. We're nailing down the details on the location, so I don't want to drop that just yet. And we'll send out a registration link probably uh, shortly after this episode drops to everyone. But it is going to be building your enterprise platform. Uh, and this will be a uh, uh, an event, a summit, uh, probably a 100-person session once again that is all about uh, scaling operations and, and really building a true backend platform. That's call center, that's leadership team, that's scaling culture, uh, growth through acquisitions or de novos or a blend of both, but how to take a business from five locations to 50 locations. And for those of you that are uh, in in those early stages or on the precipice of, you know, do I do I stand pat at four or five locations or do I really go all in uh, and and go for fifteen to twenty to fifty locations? Um, this is going to be the course for you in Florida. Um, it will be different from the event in Denver that we hosted, and we're trying to to orient this more towards those who are in the five to ten to fifteen to twenty location type of group. 
and what we're building for and how we're building through all that from a structural standpoint. So very different from anything we've ever done before. And I think it's going to be really impactful. We'll start leaking out who the speakers are going to be, the topics, and a lot of other information coming. But I, I teased on a prior episode of a Save the Date around May 10th through 12th. Uh, that's a Wednesday through Friday uh, in Florida location. Uh, still forthcoming, but we will uh, we will announce that and send you registration links and everything else coming up very soon. Hopefully, you can join us there. One last piece on a book that I finished reading over the holidays um, that I would highly recommend to many of you. We talk about business books all the time and self help and outlook and mindset and everything like that. Um, this is a book called Undaunted Courage uh, by Stephen F. Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose uh, was, uh, yeah, we lost him a couple of years ago. He passed away, but he's a gentleman that wrote a lot of books around World War II, uh, and specifically one called Band of Brothers, which some of you may recall from an HBO series uh, that Tom Hanks uh, helped produce. Um, and it was a 10 to 12 part series around um, a group of paratroopers that landed uh, in Normandy and fought all the way to to Berlin. Uh, that book, uh, Band of Brothers, was an epic book, and the the mini series on it was equally as good. Undaunted Courage is a book by Ambrose, and it details the westward expedition during the Thomas Jefferson years of Lewis and Clark. All of us remember the names Lewis and Clark, Northwest Passage, all that kind of good stuff. And I learned about them in history classes going back through high school and certainly in college. I had never read a book like this before. Um, and and I don't read a whole lot of books, if any at all, really, around the uh, early years of the country. Um, this was a, a, a little bit of a look into the Thomas Jefferson presidency years. Um, but the Lewis and Clark expeditions uh, and the Northwest Passage uh, was unbelievable. And, and what a point in history um, to think about committing to something like that. For those that like American history, this is a book worth reading. For those that have kind of brushed over a lot of early uh, history of the United States, this thing was unbelievable. It's about 500 pages. It's a thick read, um, but Ambrose does a really, really good job of telling the tale. And it's a researched book that he pulled together from a lot of the diaries of both Lewis and Clark and others who were involved in it. And it, it's just amazing. Um, it's it's a thick read. It'll take you a little bit of time, um, but man, is it worth it. So I wanted to share that because for all the books that we recommend to people and things that we talk about in terms of business and scaling your business and self-help and leadership and all that kind of stuff. Undaunted Courage by Stephen Ambrose um, uh, was a tall tale that lived up to expectations. I had a friend recommend it to me and I would equally recommend it to all of you. So it, seeing as though this is past Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa and all that, give yourself a gift <laughs> to start 2023 and make it be Undaunted Courage by Stephen Ambrose. Hope you enjoy it. Um, really enjoy having all of you in the audience. Thank you for so many of the compliments that you share our way. Thank you also for um, sharing the show with your colleagues. We've asked you to do that uh, multiple times in the past. Y'all absolutely do it. And we see the subscriber numbers going up, the download numbers going up, and we hope to hit a total of 100,000 downloads 
by the end of 2023. That would be a lot. But with all of you in the audience, I'm confident we can get there. If you have questions about any subject matter, feel free to submit them directly to me. You can always reach me at Perrin at PolarisHealthcarePartners.com. And of course, if you want to find out more about who we are and what all we do, you can find it on our website at PolarisHealthcarePartners.com. Thanks so much for being a listener and a subscriber. We'll see you on the next episode.